0: Section forty four. How I Won the V.C. by Crosscut. From the Anzac Book, edited by C.E.W. Bean. Read for LibriVox.org by Alan Mapstone. How I Won the V.C. The sort of thing we must expect to hear after the war is ended. Yes, that's the red ribbon I'm wearing. "'just a small strip of scarlet, you see, "'but there's no one can tell how I prize it, "'nor the glow it occasions to me, "'for it speaks of the broad fields of honour "'which we wrung from the red jaws of hell, "'and my eyes grow be dim for the cobbers "'who battled and conquered and fell. "'Yes, that's the V.C., how I won it. "'It isn't for me to relate. "'We heroes are always so modest.' and boasting's a thing that i hate well seeing you write for the papers i'll make an exception for you don't mention my name if you write it though every particular is true it was during a fight for an outpost it was called the green knoll i believe and the turks on the top dealt out slaughter they'd a week of defeat to retrieve it was five thousand feet to the summit and almost as steep as a wall and they met every charge as we rushed it, with bayonet, shrapnel, and ball. "'Twas defended by nine tiers of trenches, that's strong for an outpost, you'll guess, with twelve forty-two centimetres, which kicked up the juice of a mess. We'd been fighting five days without resting, when the eighth line of trenches we took, for every man there was a hero, from me to the company cook." and there was the knoll just before us, some two hundred paces or more, with barbed wire and bayonets bristling, and the parapet sloppy with gore, and the howitzers roared like perdition, and vomited fire and death, till we saw it was madness to charge them, and halted a moment for breath. "'Ah, stranger, imagine the picture!' and then stand with horror aghast. We had fought for a month without sleeping, and we stood facing failure at last. We had squandered the best of our army, we had stuck to our ultimate gasp, and there in the moment of triumph the prize was to slip from our grasp. Then suddenly out sprang the Major, his face lighted over with bliss. Pass the word there for Lance Private Wilson. He'll find us a way out of this if there's one thing i hate it is skitting when i hear it i always feel sore so you won't think i boast when i tell you he ought to have done it before and a great cheer arose as i faced him and nodded i never salute and said to him i'll see you through sir and win you some glory to boot the chaps of the sixteenth battalion are not easy snoozers to beat i've a notion i says that will lick them half a dollar i line them a treat "'I don't want no red-tapey orders, and I don't want no Cudus nor Pelf. "'You get back to your own little dugouts, and I'll tackle the knoll by myself. "'I'll lay down my life for my country, for old England, the land of the free, "'and you will find that the bloke called Horatius was only a trifle to me.' "'Then I shook hands with all the battalion. There was only thirteen of us left.' and they cheered me again till the foemen must have thought us of senses bereft, and I gathered my arms and my rations, and I girded myself for the fray. If I'd lived to be ninety or over, I will always remember that day. I had five hundred rounds for my rifle, of hand bombs I took forty-one, a machine gun was slung on my shoulders, and I carried a periscope gun. As for rations, well, all I took with me was a tin of Bentos or two and in my breast pocket i planted a nice army biscuit to chew then i waved farewell to my cobbers i was too much affected to speak there are times when the bravest of soldiers have feelings that render them weak one tear then i turned to the trenches and charged like a lion at bay as I caught the last words of our colonel, crying Bonzer, Gustafen, Hooray! You talk of charmed lives, I would a thousand. As I rushed up that hill like a goat, I got thirty-two shots through my trousers, and nine shrapnel balls through my coat, and a Japanese bomb burst beneath me. For a moment I gave up all hope, but it proved the best thing that could happen, for it pushed me half way up the slope. Then a fifteen-inch shell came straight at me. I hadn't a moment to shirk, but it struck on that hard army biscuit and rebounded and blew up a Turk. You doubt it? Well, if you want proof, sir, the truth of this tale to endorse, here's the biscuit. That dent in the middle is where the shell struck it. Of course. Ah, yes, 'twas a terrible moment. I was then slightly wounded wounded, 'tis true, just a bayonet stab in the gizzard and a crack from a bullet or two but i gathered new strength for the conflict and just as the dirties came down i was under their parapets resting and i knew i had beaten them brown for this was the scheme i had worked on Twas a little bit mean you might say but i knew that the turks were half famished and fought on one biscuit a day and the tins of fray i carried i chucked in the trench there and then and I heard the poor beggars pounce on it, and I knew they were caught in the snare. The morning broke smiling and peaceful. Ah, shame that we soldiers must fight. Twas a piteous scene met my vision with the first rosy quivers of light. when I peeped in the trench. Not a Turk, sir, was left of that legion accursed for they whacked the fray bentos among them, and each man had perished from thirst. That's the yarn if you know the sixteenth sir you'll know how our colonel can smile he said to me corporal wilson you've dished up the beggars in style promotion some say i deserve it but that's really nothing to me i don't want no honour or glory but that's how i won the v c cross cut sixteenth battalion aif End of section 44